Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I'm Caleb Simmons. And I'm Joshua Simmons. We are two brothers who love fly fishing, our families, and our men of faith. But like most of you listening, we're still not experts on any of those subjects. So our hope is to speak with as many people that we believe are experts on these subjects and pose the questions that most of us are asking. So thanks for joining us along the journey as we seek to inspire and encourage dads and anglers as we wade through fishing, fatherhood, and faith on the fly. Welcome to episode 107 of the Dads on the Fly podcast. I am Caleb Simmons, joined as always by my brother Joshua Simmons. Joshua, how are you, man? Dude, I am great, and there's one reason I'm great, and it is because the high this week is not supposed to get over 76 degrees. <laughs> and uh, me and my wife were just talking about upstairs. I love fall as much as she does. She gets all her pumpkins out and autumn spice and pumpkins, but I don't care about all that stuff. I just care about the temperatures. And this week's supposed to be awesome. Yeah, man, I'm ex- excited about that. We got a lot of outdoor stuff. My kids are playing baseball this year for the first time, so uh, that's fun. So we got practice every night this week. That's probably going to be a podcast episode in itself. Yeah, we should probably talk about that. Let's wait till the first few games happen. Because you're uh, coaching one of them, right? I'm coaching yeah. one of them. Yeah. I'm coaching, uh, yeah, seven and eight year old baseball, which is entertaining to say that's the least. Definitely an episode in the future. Yeah. Um, hey, man, we are one month away. Um, a little less than one month from the Albi trip, and I hope those of you who are listening that are coming to the Albi trip are pumped as we are. Um, got in touch with Tyler today, still getting out some more details about when we're going to arrive and do some fishing, so super excited about that. Uh, hopefully this trip is going to be just incredible, and we'll be able to do another one next year maybe. Um, so also we've got one spot left for the Dads on the Fly Father-Son Retreat, April of 2024. One spot uh, remaining. So if you want to get in on that, make sure and give us a, you can send us an email, the dads at dads on the fly.com, or you can shoot us a Instagram message. We'll be glad to tell you how to get that last spot. What else you got going on, man? Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, I know one other thing we've got going on that we're excited about is the, uh, forks of the river, uh, fly fishing festival. It's coming up in November and, uh, that's going to be a fun day coming up. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It's going to be, uh, a lot of folks we already know, but hopefully we'll be meeting some new people there, uh, people that are attending the festival. It's at Deerwood Reserve, which is a place I've been wanting to see. Uh, it's got some private uh, or some French broad access on the property and all these like fishing ponds and stuff. So I'm just kind of interested to see that's got some cabins for people to stay on. Interested to see that property and also just to hang out with all those uh, folks from Headwaters Outfitters and Davidson River Outfitters that are kind of over in that Brevard area that we love. Um, so it should be a cool two days. I think we're going to definitely do some episodes with uh, with folks there. So we'll have our mics there recording and just be giving out some stickers. And uh, who knows, we might be selling some merch. We'll see. And I uh, hope to see as many of you guys there that weekend that can come. Uh, you can find out information on the Forks of the River. Um, Headwaters Outfitter is the best place to go, really. You got some more inf- stuff to tell them about that, Caleb? Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a fun time. Uh, it's Forks of the River Fly Fishing Festival. It's November 4th and 5th. Uh, you can find out everything you want to know about that at Headwaters Outfitters website. Um, they have a great write-up about it there um, at Deerwood Reserve over in Brevard. So if you're in Western North Carolina and you love fly fishing, uh, you can get your tickets from their website as well. And uh, come hang out with us. We're going to have a good time, hopefully record some live episodes, and super excited about that. Yeah, we got to get on the water yesterday. I think we're going to save kind of some of that stuff for another episode, but it was a great day to be on the water with those temperatures, like I said. Uh, pretty awesome. And, uh, man, I'm excited about tonight's episode. Yeah, today's episode is really exciting. Um, we got the huge fly fisherman, Mr. Ben 
Siddig, and uh, Ben is coming on the show with us, and we we got kind of a funny way that this podcast. Yeah, happens. So if, Josh, why don't you tell if us? If you're about. not familiar with Ben, he he has a great YouTube channel that is informative but also entertaining, and uh, he has his own style, which I think is what makes it. You know, the more I've paid attention to folks who I don't know if influencers or content creators, content creators, but even like you know, I have some. I have some shows I listen to, and you do too, man, like podcasts you listen to and like the happy whatever, the happy rant. You know, the more I research how these people do this thing, they're authentic. And being authentic is what makes them kind of their shows go the way they do and be continue to produce great content, but to have this big following. And so Ben is definitely authentic. He has just a great following on his YouTube channel. And he did, it's been maybe a year ago now, he did this quick, you know, most of his videos are pretty short. He did like this five-minute podcast review and somehow we made the cut because some of his followers had listened to our show and said, you should listen to this one. And he made kind of a funny comment about how it was a little too wholesome for him or something like that. I don't even remember. We talk about it on the episode. But but Ben was a great guy to talk to. Um, it's, he's got a cool journey, a cool story on what he does with his uh, YouTube channel and everywhere he fishes. And, and it's kind of turned into something great for him that keeps him in the in community of fly fishing, hosting trips and shooting all these great cool videos and, and you learn a lot of stuff um there's a lot of stuff you can learn from his channel and so it was really a cool experience to talk to ben and uh we really had a good time with it yeah it's a lot of fun ben definitely has his own style he's a little more uh as he says rough around the edges maybe a little more irreverent than we are about certain things but um I, we had such a great conversation together and laughed a lot so i'm excited for everyone to enjoy our conversation with the huge fly fisherman mr ben city dad's on the flies brought to you by trout routes joshua I love the Trout Routes app, and it has become an amazing tool that helps us to find more trout to catch whenever we go on any of our adventures together. Just exploring new water is what makes Trout Routes great, and these guys are always making the app better. Something is added every day, a new feature. They've just added the Street View feature, which you've got to check out. Click on the orange dot, hit Street View, you can see what the trout stream looks like there. So I can't tell you enough about how cool Trout Routes is when you're out looking for new water. Man, that's a game changer for us, Josh. We'll be able to see these locations where you want to try to access these rivers. I mean, it's going to be great. So I'm stoked to continue to use the Trout Routes app. We encourage everybody, go wherever you get your apps, download the Trout Routes app. They will be the best tool to help you find more trout to catch. Hey, Caleb, one thing we've done recently is so much smally fishing. And so much smally fishing means we're on our raft. And when you hook into that big smally, man, you want to get that sucker in a net. And we have chosen, and we are so happy to be have Dads on the Fly brought to you by catch cam nets yeah joshua catch cam nets are amazing uh the cool thing that i love about catch cam nets is they allow you to design and build your own net so for whatever type of fishing you're doing to customize it with certain uh logos or different you know they got rulers on the net handles all these amazing things that just make your fishing experience better so we encourage everybody if you're looking and if you're in the market for a net check them out at catchcamnets.com and the best thing about it is if you are a small water fisher if you are a big water fisher whatever fish you're catching chasing they have a net for you. So please reach out to Bo and Steven over at Catch Cam Nets, and they will build your custom net today. Well, everyone, welcome to the show, Mr. Ben Siddig, the huge fly fisherman. Ben, thanks so much for hanging out with us, man. We're so excited for this conversation. Oh, I'm excited, too. I've been, I've been looking forward to this one for a while, and uh, thank you guys for having me on. I think we're going to have a good time. Yeah, man. For sure, Ben. Uh, it's, it's funny, you know, we we kind of crossed spaces there for a little while. I think, uh, I think you did a little YouTube, uh, video on some podcasts that maybe some of your viewers, uh, from your YouTube channel had recommended you listen to. And 
somehow the dads on the fly got a little got a little shout out in there. So so we appreciate that, man. Yeah, just trying to spread the love and you know make people aware of what's out there. And I thought it was funny that uh, you know our our like we touched on a little bit before the show, our our audiences sort of overlap and sort of don't. Um, I may be a little more rough around the edges than you guys, but we definitely have a lot of stuff in common. So I thought that some of my viewers might be interested in, in what you had to say. And I'm sure, I'm sure some of them like, like it. And I've listened to your stuff too. And it's all, it's all fun stuff. So just happy to send people your way. We appreciate that dude. And if uh, people that listen to the show that follow us think you're too rough around the edges, they probably don't know us as well as they think. They do. So, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm guilty of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. sure. Man, we're, um, we're stoked to talk about kind of your fly fishing journey then. So let's just start there. When did you get a fly rod in your hand for the first time and kind of what introduced you to this love of this sport that we both love? Uh, what first introduced me to it was basically ESPN outdoors on Saturday mornings when I was a kid. And, uh, I would, I had, I was a spin fisherman. Um, I, I, my family didn't really grow up fishing or I didn't grow up fishing with my family, but I thought it was always something that I was into. So I had spinning rods and stuff. And then I saw fly fishing on ESPN outdoors, uh, like 3M scientific angler and uh, the Billy Pate Tarpon show and Jose Wahebe and all those old shows. Um, and I thought it looked neat. So one day I was in a, a Kmart in Atlanta, Georgia. We were on summer vacation or something. And I begged and begged and begged my mom to get me this $35 Shakespeare out, fiberglass outfit that they had there. And uh, I, I, I worked pretty hard. And, and, and she gave in and I, and I took it back to my, uh, aunt's house where we were staying and they had a drainage pond next to the, to the house. And I went down and caught some bluegills right away. Uh, that, well, I remember it was on a Royal Coachman wet fly, like how I remember that 30 something years ago. I don't know, but that that's how, so that's how that was my introduction to it. I saw it on TV and then I begged for a rod. So, so. I don't even the Kmart's even exist anymore. I mean, that, that's a ours good, just ours just closed down. down so that's pretty good story there. I'm not sure. Yeah, and that was I yeah. was probably I was 13 years old, so that was now 31 years ago. So that's kind of how it all began. So, like a lot of us, um, what we talk about recently on this show is you know find fish right in your backyard, which it sounds like you did, and. Uh, that's a great thing to talk about you and all of your YouTube channel, which we're going to get into later, but you've caught a lot of different species on the fly. And, uh, you know, to hear you say it started with bluegill, which is what my son still loves to do to this day on, on a popping bug or a dry fly. Uh, speak just a little bit about that. I think sometimes in fly fishing and you're in the industry, you have this nice, big, huge channel and this following with great videos and content, but does it feel to you sometimes that, you know, people think fly fishing, they have to think trout. I think it's going away from that, but was that kind of what it used to be and kind of as you've been in the uh, experience? Yeah, it used to be and still is. I think trout is are like the, the foundation of fly fishing. The house is built upon that. Um, and, and that's not necessarily the way it should be, but I think it should be more built on bluegill and stuff like that because that's really where the, uh, the, like if you're talking about building foundational skills, you could do it more with bluegill than with trout. But uh, yeah, trout kind of overshadows everything. 
Um, and it doesn't, it shouldn't necessarily be that way, but I do feel like it'll always be that way. And I think trout is, is probably really what drew me to fly fishing. You know, yeah, the first fish I caught was a bluegill, but I wanted a trout fish. And, and I think that's probably a common story for a lot of people is that they got, got into trout fish or fly fishing because of trout. And, uh, this is a video topic actually I've been kicking around in my head. It's like, why are trout put on this pedestal, you know? And it's cause they're, they're like where I grew up in the Eastern, I grew up in Maryland, mid Atlantic. So, um, the first fish I caught on a fly rod in a river was a smallmouth bass and fall fish and things like that and those were neat fish and everything but also there was trout if you went to the right place and they were just this more colorful more elusive fish and they had this mystique about them where a a kid stomping around in tennis shoes in the creek behind the house i'd seen lots of fish but i'd never seen a trout before and so when I start got a rod and started to go further afield and I found trout, it really was special because there were this new different fish that were harder to find where I was. And um, so I, it, it's, it, I, trout will always be the foundation of fly fishing, I feel like, and it's somewhat deserved. But the, yeah, there, I, I advocate for um, you know diversity or versatility in your fishing and fishing for anything you can get your hands on, and I think that's important too. But I think deep down, I'm still a trout person and always will be. No, I, I can relate to that. You know, for us, Ben, it's been funny because we started fly fishing once we moved to the mountains. We we didn't get it when we were kind of living down like lakes and ponds and stuff like that. Right. We used to spinnerfish a ton, but then we moved up here to the mountains and got on trout. I mean, trout were literally in our backyard, um, you know, five minutes up the road. And so we caught trout probably, I caught the first thing I ever caught on a fly rod was trout. And it's probably the only thing I caught on a fly rod for the first five years of fly fishing, um, just because it was so. And so I think the thing's kind of opposite, at least I know it is for me. I want to speak for you, Joshua, but uh, now that I've found other species out there, like I'm dying to get after those other species more than yeah. I am trout. Sure. <laughs> so it's funny. I mean, I'm still loving catching trout and I'll always love to catch trout um, just because they live in some beautiful places around here. I think it's just part of the evo- evolution. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you start, whatever you start with, you're always going to want to branch out and find something else. But for me personally, I feel like trout will always be the kind of the basis and like home, you know, um, I'll always go, I'll always go back to it. I can see that. So you started fishing, uh, fly fishing 13, somewhere in that journey. Where did huge fly fishermen, or maybe when, like, I don't even know when, when did huge fly fishermen become an idea in your brain that, Hey, this is, this is kind of what I'm going to do with this thing. Probably. Well, it was a long, slow process and there was no plan involved in all of it. Um, uh, it really started with, so I was on the, uh, I was pretty active on the Drake magazine forums online and uh, you had a little like tagline or a signature under, excuse me, <laughs> under your uh, posts. And I would go through various ones. And then I just thought it was funny one day to change it. And it, and it said, I'm a huge fly fisherman. 
And it goes back to, you know, you're at a party and you're talking to somebody and fishing comes up. Oh, you know, my cousin's a huge fly fisherman. You got to meet him, you know, or something like that. I'm a huge fly fisherman. So it was just kind of tongue in cheek, silly. And it was my signature for a while. And then one day I, uh, I decided to make some stickers and I went on stickerjunkie.com and bought like 200 stickers that just said, I'm a huge fly fisherman. And I just thought it was funny, you know? And, uh, I, I was on Instagram or something literally. And I was like, Hey, if you want some of these stickers, just send me an address and I'll send them to you for free. And, uh, that's what I did. I just sent them out for free. And my wife's like, what are you doing? You know, this is, you're, you're just shelling out money to, to send people stickers. And we still talk about this all the time. And I said, I don't know what I'm doing or what this is, but it's going to be something. And even at that time I had, there was no talk of YouTube or anything. I just knew that I had a little catchy phrase and it was going to be something. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, some things were happening in my life and I kind of was looking for something different to do. And, uh, and I, I knew I, my biggest strengths in my life are fishing. What do I know most about anyway? That's knowledge based. What do I know more about than anything else? It's fishing. And so we're trying to figure out how I can use that skill set, but I don't want to be a guide. I've been there, done that. I don't want to work in a fly shop. I don't really want to work for a company. What, what can I do? And it was uh, my wife's idea to start a YouTube channel. And as soon as she said, I was a little, probably a little bit adverse to it, but even before I decided to do it, I knew it was going to be called huge fly fisherman because it had already been a thing after I was giving away the stickers. Then I started selling them and I had sold thousands and thousands of them. So it was already sort of out there and the brand name just kind of was obvious. And, uh, and then, so I, uh, she gave me a few guidelines about this is how you do a, a YouTube channel. You got to stick to these few little things. Now go learn how to shoot and edit a video. And that's, that's what I did. Uh, the very first video on my channel is the first video that I have ever shot and edited in my entire life. And I did it on my phone and, uh, and, and, and we're pretty, I was pretty lucky in that I had sort of an Instagram presence and an online presence just as myself. And so when I launched and, and really I knew a lot of people. I've just known a lot of people for a long time in the industry and things like that. So when I started the YouTube channel, I feel like it was successful instantly, which is not the common story that you hear from people. And yeah, I didn't have 10,000 followers in the or subscribers in the first week, but I had traction immediately. And like Orvis shared like my third video ever, you know, on their Facebook page. So it just took off from there and uh we've been plugging away now for i'm coming up on five years probably in like a month or so something like that and uh it's it's been really awesome but uh long story short everything's my wife's idea she has really good ideas <laughs> see I, I was gonna plug i was gonna make sure we will have to you she's gonna listen to this right like we're gonna make sure no, she listens to this. she won't listen to it. <laughs> so she needs to hear how much credit you gave her she knows so, I, i've told her a million times yeah that's awesome so you started Five, about five years ago and 
at first, you know, I'm actually looking back at some of these old videos. They were, would you say most of them were fairly short for a little while, like kind of short clips more than what you do today? Yeah. Most of them, that was kind of my angle was like, here's a three minute fly fishing video. You know, uh, there's not two minutes of acoustic guitar intro in the beginning. And, you know, you know, it's, it's my attention span is super short. I know I can't sit through 18 minutes of Tom Rosenbauer talking, you know? So, uh, that was my angle in the beginning. It was really short and just kind of absurd and silly. Like, um, nobody was really making silly fly fishing videos except for Hank Patterson or Travis Schwartz, you know, and he's playing, yeah. but he's, it's totally different. He's playing a character. He's not trying to teach anybody anything. It's, it's just purely comedy, which is great, but I think you can mix the two and people got really upset in the beginning. They're like, you're trying to be Hank Patterson. It's like, no, you're an idiot. Like this is completely different. Just because I'm making jokes doesn't mean I'm doing the same thing as him. And some people, it, it became clear right away that some people didn't uh, didn't approve of making jokes about fly fishing at all. Like you can't fly fishing and humor cannot coexist. And and those those people, I think, you know, will, uh, dropped out of the picture really quickly. But I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You went, you went something that I want to talk about, and I wanted to ha- talk about this with you anyway, and you went there, so let's go there. Like, I think one of the things that's so refreshing about your content, people take fly fishing way too dang seriously sometimes. Like, this is right. a sport we're supposed to have fun with, right? Right. So, In my opinion. Let's have that's not everybody's yeah, opinion, I, though. And, and they probably drop listen, watching your videos and probably yeah. won't listen to us a whole lot either. Great. Because, fun. I mean – What's the point of this thing if we're not having fun? Yeah. Well, they want to they wanna commune with nature, which is great. I do that well, too. You can do they, that. Yeah. They, they just, there's a lot of, a lot of reasons. And uh, people are, people are very opinionated about it as am I. Yeah. Um, and they just, I think they just don't like the way that I do things. It's like, okay, great. Then don't watch. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> no. I, don't you love that the people that listen to your content or you know watch your content or whatever and then you know you don't have to say anything you can just yeah. stop you can press pump you can no. hit the x on your screen yeah and there's so. been i mean i know it sounds like i'm making this up but there's dudes that are like i have watched every single video and i can't stand you and, and that's <laughs> that's um, um i i wish i wasn't or i wish i was making that up that 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 really exists. So it's so, so it's, I mean, do you say thank you for like adding place to all my videos? <laughs> sometimes, it's mean, sometimes it it depends on my mood. Sometimes it's better to not engage those people, but sometimes oh, yeah. I just can't resist. Yeah, you gotta love the trolls. I like having yeah. fun with them. Like, I mean, yeah, there's nothing. Like, yeah, there's nothing well, like it's like I have to engage in it some to some yeah. degree because i am definitely trolling people in some of my videos too yeah exactly so, yeah. you know like i'm in touch or i like to think i'm in touch with what's going on and i gotta weed through the ones that i think i can you know have a little fun with versus the people that are just too far out there you know but i have to and it's the same thing like i talk a lot of smack and and so i have to be able to take it back you know, yeah, and, yeah I and, and I get plenty of it back and I just try to have fun with it. And even when people are really throwing what they think is a really harsh insult at me, 
I, I just got to laugh it off. And just like fishing, don't take it too seriously or else it's going to drive you crazy. It's got to, got to keep us humble. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, like, well, I think we when, when we started talking on Instagram, it was like, I was like, Hey Ben, we're that clean podcast. Do you ever <laughs> want to come be on it? <laughs> and it was kind of, of uh, you know, we kind of started our relationship that way. Be it's, it's it was, it was fun. And we took it as like, you know, lighthearted fun, but I guess, yes, somebody might could have got ticked off about it but we didn't take it that way we thought it was a great way to kind of just introduce our audiences to each other and also you know collaborate which is kind of what we're doing here today um, absolutely talking on the show w- one thing that uh that i i enjoy i get a kick out of is when you do the instagram post with the youtube comments um yeah. and, and your comeback like so uh, don't quit doing that because it's very entertaining for me sometimes when I'm scrolling through Instagram. It's entertaining for me too, but sometimes I feel like it's low hanging fruit. Like I'm, I'm just like taking advantage of these people cause they're so stupid. <laughs> and you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to call my viewers stupid, but some of the people that leave these comments, I, I can't draw any other conclusion from them. And, uh, but I honestly, I feel like I'm taking advantage of them sometime or I'm like, cherry picking comments to make myself look good and then posting them on Instagram. That is what I'm doing, but it's hilarious. <laughs> it's, I think it's yeah. so funny. They're, they're just like, they're just throwing up these lobs of a comment. And if I'm going to, if I can smack it down, I'm gonna. And, and, and usually they make it so easy because uh, I've said this before, but Phil Monahan from Orvis said, made a comment to me one time that said, YouTube comments are the sewer. And and I'm reminded of that way too often. It it's it's the worst. Um so I just try to keep it light and I'll I'll throw the shade right back at them and then say, Thanks for watching. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So you do these videos, um you know, it started out just like you said, tips kind of in a fresh way that I think people really resonated with. And, and over time, it's it's kind of developed into something more. You're yeah. able to do some hosted trips now. You've kind of got yourself as a presence. So talk about when that shift really, really occurred for you from just, you know, four to five minute videos that are educational. I've watched a lot of them. They're great stuff and your way that you do it. But then it became like some of these really cool things where you're fishing in Chile or you're fishing these big waters and you're, and you're videoing your trip kind of. Yeah. And so it start the hosted trips thing is sort of the uh i guess not final form of that but it's further down the evolutionary line it really started with just making videos of watch ben go fishing you know and that happened for a couple reasons number one if i just keep doing video topics i'm gonna run out of them real quick you know uh, and then also I taught, I felt like I talked so much about how much I know about fishing. There's air quotes around that for people that are listening, uh, that I had to put my money where my mouth is at some point. Like this guy sure talks a lot about fishing. Let's see if he can actually fish, you know? So I started making videos like vlog style of watch Ben go fishing. And the first few ones that I made, no, there's no sound or no music. They're terrible, whatever. We caught some fish. I mean, but uh, so that was one sort of evolution. And then it wasn't just fishing around home. 
my network of fishing friends for a long time has been very wide and I go fishing all over the place. I'm not, I was traveling to fish before I, I did a YouTube channel, you know, saltwater fishing and things like that. And so I just, just started incorporating those fit, those trips like, okay, Ben went trout fishing, but Ben's going to Florida, you know, maybe people want to see that. And like, so earlier on I did a, I went to Cuba and I shot four or five videos down there, but they were all topics. I just happened to be in Cuba. I wish I would have captured the fishing in Cuba. You know, it just didn't happen. It's not what I was doing at that time. And I didn't know how to do it. I knew how to yell at a camera and talk about how to tie a knot, but I didn't know how to capture the, the experience of the fishing. So I started doing that. And, and I feel like I'm getting much better at that, at the, uh, you know, watch men go fishing videos. Cause I, I can't watch videos like that. So I understand and that people don't like that. And I'm kind of bouncing all over the place here, but you know, I do informational videos. I do fishing videos. I do opinion videos and it's something for everyone. And no matter what I'm doing, there's people that are going to say, I like this style of video, keep doing it. Or I don't like this style of video go do something else. And so I have a big variety for everyone. I feel like, and then no, I think you're, I think you're so, spot on, man. And you, you can never, you never make everybody happy. So you can right. no, do that. Never. So yeah, no, never, no matter what you do, you could be mother Teresa and you're, you're, somebody's going to be upset with you, Absolutely. you know? Yeah. Um, so then the, the host of trips thing is a whole other ball of wax, but it, it adds a bit of dimension because I am uh, documenting these experiences and trips and they're with viewers, you know, like these, the people that are coming on these trips are people that have found me through YouTube or Instagram. And so I, I mean, we could talk a little shop here. I have to sell these trips, you know, and it turns out that having the video of me going on the trip, is a really good marketing tool. Like the trips sell themselves after the video comes out. I am like for Chile next year, I had to get a second week, you know, cause I couldn't satisfy everyone. I still couldn't. Um, but that sort of was another uh, post evolution of the, the vlog style thing, but I'm just trying to keep it fresh, man. Uh, who knows what's around the corner. I shot a, I shot a freaking uh, boat ramp commentary video c- uh, recently. You know, oh, I'm ready for that. Well, it's, it's, it, there's a two minute version on YouTube and, uh, there's a 16 minute version on my website that's for members only. And that's just the way it's going to be. I put a teaser out there on YouTube. And if you want to see the whole thing, you got to come over and pay me five bucks a month or 50 bucks a year, but that's just how it is. I got to feed my kids. Uh, yeah, but that was like, my point is that was a big departure from what I've done. And, uh, but it was successful and who knows what the next thing will be. You know, I have no idea. Something. I think it's great, man. I mean, I love your diversity on your channel. You know, the, before I even knew, uh, about you really, um, when Joshua and I got our raft, uh, how long ago did we get a raft now, Joshua? Almost three years ago. It's been a while. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. I guess about two years ago, your, your, your channel about, or your video about like how to set up your raft was one of yeah. my favorite ones. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, that was, yeah, the that was, stuff in it. and yeah. I love that, man. Cause it's, 
I just love it because it's like you said, it is very, it's very informational, but it's like you're having fun at the same time. Like let's, let's not take this stuff too seriously, man. We're, ha- we're trying exactly. to have fun with this. And like, I say a lot of stuff like, Oh, you got to do it this way. You got to do it this way. And, but at the same time, I try to instill, like, you don't have to do it this way. <laughs> like you come up yeah. with your own ideas, yeah, exactly. you know, do your own thing. There are, I used to say a lot, there are no rules in fly fishing, you know? And I, mm. I make fun of a lot of stuff, but like, I make fun of Euro, uh, Euro nymphing constantly. Yes. And the, mo- yeah. the most recent video on YouTube, what am I doing? Euro nymphing. You know, yeah. it's, I, I like to make fun of things in the end. I don't care how you do it, man. As long as you're having a good time. Yeah. I love that, man. I mean, I, I get that for sure. And I'm sure you get a lot of flack for that statement of how there's no rules in fly fishing. I'm sure some guys probably really don't like that, but, um, I, I think you're spot on. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Just gotta, gotta keep it light. Yeah. yeah. If we're trying to have fun out here and we're doing what we're doing and you've, through your adventures in fishing, even before your YouTube channel. And now you've got this successful YouTube channel and, and this following. And uh, so I think for, for just a second, for, I know we want to talk about um, kind of some things you got coming up and, and fishing with your kids here. But so, you know, you've been all over. You've done a lot of fishing, man. We, we like to keep it kind of kind of chill here. What are some things that, you know, trout was it for a while? You know, Caleb and I have moved into this chasing smallmouth which we even hope to do this weekend because the weather's going to be nice for it will you do anything anytime or is it just like whatever's my opportunity based on where you live now does there a certain type of fishing you get to do more of or a certain one that kind of makes you tick more than the other uh yeah I, I like to i like to do a lot of different things but i like to be around home in the summertime uh, so I live in prime trout con- trout country, and I feel like I I travel a lot and I do a lot of things and I miss fishing around home sometimes. But fishing around home, the best season or the best time to do it is so short. You know, I don't want to go nymph bobbers in the winter time. I can, but I wanna I wanna stay around home in the summertime. Uh, but what really gets me going besides that is I love carp fishing. I don't do it enough and I love saltwater fishing, not so much for the fish, but for the places that I do it. Um, I just like the ocean and, and things like that. And I live in the mountains. So when I go to the ocean, it's just, it's, it's a real treat for me, but that's, that's what, what's geeking me. I'm, I'm really excited about fishing around home. I don't get to do carp enough, and I love saltwater fishing. But on those same lines, I will go anywhere and do anything. I'm going to Wisconsin for muskie fishing next week. So I like the new experiences and new people, all of that. That sounds sounds great. We've got, we had an episode uh, four or five episodes ago, man, with a uh, urban carp fisherman right there in Denver. So yeah. uh you know, he's, he's all about some cart right there and it's got, yeah, maybe, maybe do it next summer. So, uh, yeah. Ben, we're going to take a quick break. Um, and then we come back, we're going to talk about one of the things that we wanted to really talk about with you is all the time you get on the water with, with your family and yeah. especially your kids. And, uh, you post some great stuff and talk about that. So when we come back right back, we're going to talk about that.
we want to give a big thank you to a sponsor of this episode, Turtle Box Audio. Joshua, Turtle Box Audio speakers, the most rugged, loudest outdoor speaker on the market. We just continue to not be able to say enough great things about these things. Yeah, if you've heard any of our episodes in the last two months, maybe even longer than that, you know how much we love our Turtle Box audio. Uh, the other day, we were playing pickleball, and Corbin was like, hey, where's the Turtle Box? So it's not just for fishing. It's for anything you do. you got to get a Turtle Box audio for your family adventures anywhere you're going, whether it's out on the water or just on a beach trip or in the mountain, any, any kind of trip. You're hanging out outside. Nothing better than having a Turtle Box audio, blasting some tunes, or... Listen to an episode of Dazzle Fly Podcast. So uh, get your Turtle Box Audio today at TurtleBoxAudio.com. Yeah, check them out and uh, get whatever type of custom speaker you want there at TurtleBoxAudio.com. And we are back with Mr. Ben Siddig, the huge fly fisherman. Ben, this has been so much fun. Learn a little, little bit about your story, uh, all about the great videos that you post. But one of the things that really drew us to you as well is um, we follow you on Instagram and we've seen some of your content and you talk a lot about fishing with your kids and fishing with your family. Um, you you kind of mentioned earlier in the show, your wife's the one who really encouraged you to start doing all this. And so family obviously means a lot to you. And so uh, we were really drawn to that. And so we want to talk to you a little bit about that. What's it been like for you? First of all, how old, how old are your kids? I have two boys. They're nine and six years old. So my house is really loud and chaotic all the time, but, but it's awesome. I feel you, man. I've got, I've got two boys. They're seven and four. We're not quite yeah. at the same age, but, uh, man, it's WWE every day when we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, it's pretty exactly. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, so what has been your experience with getting them interested in fly fishing? Uh, it's, you know, number one, what comes into my mind is that I'm, I'm in a unique situation, uh, with what I do with fishing and I'm just scared to death of, uh, going too hard with them and, and, and pushing it too much. So I'm very hands off right now these days when, when my oldest was little, like maybe zero to three years old, I pushed it really hard and, uh, everything was fishing all the time and we went fishing all the time, but now, uh, I'm just, I'm, uh, I backed off, you know, and it's not like we don't fish or anything. We fish, but, I've backed off a lot because I'm scared to death of, of going too hard and, and, and having a backfire. And where I am right now is that fly fishing is discussed every single day in our house. They know it's a huge part of my life and our lives. And, uh, they, they know it's there if they want it. And, uh, they sometimes ask me to go fishing and we go fishing and things like that. But, I think when they're a little bit older, they'll realize that they can have the keys to the kingdom if, if they want it. And so right now I'm just trying to keep it fun. Well, you, you just said something that drew me to one of your posts. Uh, I guess it was back uh, December of last year. You got a picture of one of your kids on your Instagram, holding up a awesome fish and your caption, it, it really captivated me. It said, it took me a long time to realize that I shouldn't force fishing upon my kids. They have the keys to the kingdom. It'll be there waiting for them, and they know where to find it. They just, they can just be kids until they're ready. Man, I think that's great, and I, I just really resonated with that. Yeah, and that, but and again, like, it was honest. It took me a long time to realize that, you know, yeah. probably six years at least. And, uh, but but that doesn't mean we can't, go out and, and fish in the meantime, I just, uh, am very, very careful about 
about being too aggressive with it. But again, I think I'm in a different situation than most people, you know. Um, but it is, uh, it's incredibly rewarding and there's nothing, nothing more that I want to share with my kids than fishing. So I'm just, I feel like I have to be extremely careful about it. Um, given my particular circumstance. Uh, but it's, uh, and, and so we don't, it's not like we're fishing every week, you know? um lee my youngest he didn't even catch a fish uh on a fly rod this year he caught fish on a a cane pole but uh we like we did our annual camping trip and he's been out in the boat a bunch of times and every time it's like lee do you want to fish do you want to fish no i just want to do the net okay cool man that's fine it's fine but and it i but that's a big departure from where i was four or five years ago where it's like you got to do this. You got to make it happen. You're one and a half years old. Here's a fly rod. We're, we're going fishing, but well, we got it done, man. We got it done. We caught, I have tons of pictures of my oldest two years old, holding a bunch of fish that he caught himself, you know, but it was just too much. I was, it was too much. And also quite honestly, now it's harder to find the time. Um, you know, and I know that's a, a constant tr- struggle for all dads, but mine is I'm fishing all the time and I have to find some of that time to take the kids fishing. Uh, and that's not a complaint. It's just a logistical thing that I have to get over. And I do, you know, and then of course you find that time and it rains or somebody poops their pants or, you know, yeah, you, you've been there. So you, you, so not only do I not want to build it up in their heads too much, I also don't want to build it up in my head too much because I don't want to let myself down or not get disappointed in myself. But those are all lessons that I've learned 150 times and I'll probably still need to learn again. Yeah, one thing we've learned on this show since we started it, talking to people in the fly fishing space, we don't we don't usually use industry anymore. We kind of say community. Yeah, that's uh, we like that word community. Yeah. Uh, is that when you set expectations, you got to be real careful when you are going fishing with kids and what your expectations are. And those expectations probably need to change more to just having a cool experience you can remember and make memories more than just like, we've got to do this and catch. Uh, fish. Yeah. The, the catching of the fish should not be the ultimate goal and not everything should hinge around that. And that's wonderful if that happens, but uh, most of the time, well, maybe not most of the time, but it, it can be tough to make that happen. A really, really, really important factor is where you go. If you want to actually catch a fish, you know, like around here for me, it has to be somewhere where you can cast 10 feet and catch a brook trout. You know, for somebody in Iowa, it's a bluegill pond or something like that, but you have to set yourself up for success in that in the fish catching aspect you know don't don't take the four-year-old out in the drift boat it's not going to happen you know and then also you got to have all the backup plans to make sure it's just a fun trip you know um you know fishing lasted five minutes and then we chased a squirrel then we looked at a bird then we poked a pile of deer poop with a stick you know the fishing is we're just going out and doing stuff if we catch a fish it's a freaking miracle, but it's cool when it happens. So uh, I got to ask you, because this has happened a couple of times with my 11-year-old, and 
when you realize how small the dads on the fly podcast is compared to the huge fly fisherman YouTube channel, there's a big <laughs> gap there. But my, my 11 year old, one day we were in something and we were playing a game or something and they were like, do you know someone who's like been on TV? And he was like, well, your episode was on YouTube. And I was like, whoa, buddy. Whoa. But do your kids like, you know, you being a YouTuber in the, t- I, t- I work in the middle school. So being a YouTuber is kind of a big deal, you know, to middle schoolers. Um, it is. Can you, do your kids like, you know, Hey, my dad's a cool YouTuber. Definitely. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yes. And, and their friends, you know, their friends all have huge fly fisherman gear and yes. they, they, they watch every single video. They've never been fishing with me or with their parents, <laughs> but they watch everything. And, um, absolutely it is, it is a cool deal. And that's another thing. Like, you know, I'd said my kids could have the keys to the kingdom with fishing. They could have it with YouTube too. You know, I'm, I'm only, I, I'm less than a hundred thousand subscribers right now, which is nothing, but uh, it's growing. So someday by the time they're old enough to take over, it could be something and they could walk right into that, you know? Uh, but yeah, my, their, their, my kids, their friends, my nieces and nephews, uh, and their parents for that matter, everybody wants to know what it's like and, and talk about it. To be a huge fly fisherman, right? No, a huge fly fisherman on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, you got you've got some great. I encourage any of the guys listening to this episode tonight to go check out your YouTube channel. You've even got a playlist in there all about family. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite videos you've got is how to take kids fishing. Um, oh yeah. It's, so <laughs> it's just funny and but insightful. The, the brutal reality of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> which I love. You know. I mean, I think sometimes we even have to be careful. You know, when we talk about taking kids fishing sometimes we take it maybe a little bit too seriously yeah. and um you, you gotta you gotta soak up the moments that you get you gotta yep. have fun with the with the silliness and the poking deer poop you know and all that stuff and, <laughs> and the things especially with little boys man like this just i don't know i don't know how you've experienced with your kids but my my boys i've seen you know as we've taken them quote unquote fishing uh, several times and we were dumb enough to take the three-year-old out on the raft one time. And, um, fortunately it was a short trip. It was a short yeah. trip. So we survived, but, uh, it's just a different world, man. Like, it's just not, it's not what we sometimes want to glamorize it to be. No, it's reality, man. But, uh, but that doesn't mean it's not awesome. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, e- even the times where we get rained on are a hundred percent worth it. No, we took, so two years ago on vacation, <laughs> this was the dumbest thing we, we ever did. But but it was but it's a memory I'll never forget. We took my he was ten right. Foster was ten at that time. Foster 11, was 10, 10 or eleven. Was... Corbin's three years younger than James and Reed. Caleb's kid. So we have four kids on our twelve foot raft, age three to ten. Age three to ten. On a, now we were on a lake, so it was a small lake. But the crazier part was each one of them had a rod in their hand. Oh, yeah, they each had a fly well, rod but or the, a tinkara or they something. Ca- they caught each one. Each caught one a caught a bluegill for yeah. duck. It was hilarious. Perfect. But great mission accomplished. Then mission accomplished. <laughs> like, the, the somehow. Thing, <laughs> yeah, I mean, mission accomplished. Each kid caught a fish, and nobody got a hook in the eye. That or was the worst. Right. Or fell in the water. Or fell in. Yeah, yeah which I was kind of shocked that James didn't jump in. But you know, that's, that's amazing. That's you should. Do. Yeah, that's the pinnacle of your career, right there. You should just stop right <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah, I mean, that. it's just like we're done. Like we can write the book on this, and you know, just tell everybody how to do it because we, yeah. we figured it out. But that's you know, amazing when that happens. Like you go home after that's done. It's like. 
wow, we actually did it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we, I love that. I'm pretty sure we sat around the fire that night, probably having a beverage together and just laughed about the fact that like, I can't believe like, like it was, it was, it was crazier when we look back at it, what we did than but when it was sure. taking place. But it's so true. For what sure. we've been talking about is people ask you and you know, people ask you, Hey, we went fishing. Well, the first thing I asked, well, did you catch stuff? Right. No, we went fishing. We hung out with our kids. Like, yeah, no, we didn't catch 40 fish or whatever. We, we all hung out. Everybody laughed, smiled, probably cried a little bit, threw some things, got mad. <laughs> but yeah. but it was like a full experience of emotions, and it was a cool day. It's it's the act of going fishing, not the catching of the fish. Sure. That's what's important. Yeah. That's so Ben, what what would you tell folks? Um, I, I'm assuming most of our listeners who who hear this or already know about your channel, but there may be some that that don't know about your channel. What would you tell them? uh why they should watch i know we've told them a lot but what's cool about you know your channel sets you apart from the other stuff out there uh i offer kind of a um non-mainstream take on fly fishing you'll things you'll hear things come out of my mouth that you'll never hear anyone else in media talk about in fly fishing um i'm gonna give it to you straight I'm going to give it to you in as simple as terms as possible. I'm going to be very opinionated about things uh, regarding fishing, whether it's tackle or ethics or uh, boat ramps or anything like that. I am uh, I am an alternative voice. I'm independent. I do have sponsors, but I'm not an industry shill for anybody. And uh, I'm going to give you the straight dope and, and have fun while we're doing it. Well, I think that is so fresh and needed. You know, the, the fly fishing community, our tribe, I absolutely love our tribe to death. I love this community and being a part of it. But uh, I think it's great that we need to laugh at each other sometimes as well and not take ourselves too seriously um, and have a good time while we're doing this thing. Yeah, it's essential, man. We'd, we'd go nuts if we couldn't laugh at ourselves. I agree. Yeah. Now, as you, one thing I wanted to hit on before we, before we close here, two things, but one, as you've grown, you know, you talked about those kind of videos you were doing that promote your trips. Are, are you doing all that by yourself or you kind of got like a little crew now to help? There's a lot of footage on there, man, catching some fish down in Chile for sure. Like it was cool. I am a one man show. Um, I My wife does moral support. Uh, I definitely work with, with a lot of people, but I have one, maybe two cameras. I do all the editing. I tried hiring an editor one time and it was fine, but it's not for me uh ever it's me the the team here at huge fly fisherman is me i'm doing all of it it's a lot of work <laughs> I, bet, yeah. I bet it is i can only imagine so if if people are one thing i wanted to you talked about this i don't know if it's new but on your on your website you can be a become a member of huge fly fisherman i wanted you to speak to that just a second for those that have listened and say hey i'd really like some more about what this guy's offering so what does it mean to be a member and come some of the insights they get from your videos sure thanks for giving me an opportunity to plug it so uh number one all the videos that are on youtube are on my website uh earlier usually uh, a week or two earlier I have extended versions of my YouTube videos that are that are on my website that aren't on YouTube. I have, I think right now, 20 exclusive videos that are not on YouTube and never will be. They are only on my website. 
And those are, again, a variety of different topics or, or uh, you know, fishing or talking about things or whatever. Uh, the videos on my website are also unedited. So you will hear me say some F-bombs and maybe also name a location or two which is something that you will never get from me on YouTube. I think the most specific I got one time was I'm in Chile or I'm in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, so, uh, yeah, early access, bonus videos, exclusive videos. And I think we have a pretty good uh, sense of community over there. Uh, there's a robust conversation going on in the comments. Uh, oh, and you get first access to things like hosted trips and anything – that's uh, you get early access to things like that, things that are, or giveaway or not necessarily giveaways, but I try to come up with as many benefits to being a member as I can all the time. And we're always trying to improve it. So you've got that on the website. You've also got your shop, which you can get all your huge fly fisherman gear. Correct. You're, you're sporting this shirt here. I know people can't see it, but you've got some shirts, some hats. Um, and that's the best way for people to get that stuff. Correct. Yeah, uh, shirts, hats, koozies, stickers, fly boxes, all kinds of stuff. Uh, HugeFlyFisherman.com. You can uh, buy merch. You can watch YouTube videos there, or you can uh, stroll over to the members area and see what that all that's about. So you said your current trips are, are booked, I think, for next year. Or if people, best way to be a member, but are you doing other hosted trips beside uh, Chile in the future? Uh, yes, I've got... Chile and uh, Mexico, w which is done. And then uh, I've got another one that's uh, a, uh, a three-day rafting trip. That's all full. I don't have any that are currently available. <laughs> but, but we're always looking to add more to the list because I really like to do them. Uh, there are fun experiences for me to go places and fish and meet the people that are watching my videos. And there's uh, one hosted trip that I do that multi-day raft trip where a couple of guys are coming back next year for their third time. And, uh, and, and I've made some really good, good real life friends through all of this stuff. So that's extra bonus for everyone. That's great, man. I mean, that's the thing we love about this whole fly fishing community and industry. I mean, you meet some really great people and uh, yeah. we have a lot of fun together. We've, we've got a chance yeah. to connect with, a lot of great folks and um, it's, it's just super cool. The, the, the world that we live in now, we get the opportunity yeah. to do that. I mean, you spoke, we kind of spoke earlier about how, you know, some people may not love your page. Some people, you know, our podcast is not for everybody too, but, but in, when you do find those people, it sounds like these, these folks that are coming back, you know, what does it mean to just that community? Like just speak to that just for a second before we kind of wrap this thing up that there is a cool part about being in a fly fishing community of, of people who fly fish. Oh, it's, it means more to me than I can put into words. I, my life would be nowhere near what it is without the network and community that I'm a part of. And I've been building it for a long time and everyone is amazing and everyone comes from very diverse backgrounds. But when you get in the boat, you know, there's, there's no politics, there's no religion, there's no this and that everyone's equal on a level playing field. And it, and it stays that way. And, you know, everyone like, so maybe it's a little specific, but you know, I know a ton of people that I fish with that are sober 
and I like to drink a lot of beer. That's no secret, but that's no problem. Well, you know, for anybody, everybody can get along and hang out or it's, you know, w- whatever the, the differences are between you and someone else, they pretty much melt away with uh, the commonality that we have when we, when we, you know, strap on the boots or, or get in the boat. Man, that's so true. Uh, so Ben, I, we talked about this a little off air. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pastor in the day. I'm associate pastor at church here and uh, it's, one of the things I've loved about fly fishing about I've gotten to meet so many different guys through from so many different backgrounds and that think differently than I do that believe differently than I do that are, uh, in this fly fishing community. And otherwise I probably would not have gotten the potential to talk to them and hear their insights and hear their thoughts about the world. And, uh, fly fishing has exposed me to a lot of that. And so I'm really grateful for it. I mean, you're exactly right. You know, we get in the boat and we hang out together all that stuff. We, we got one mission. We're, we're, we're focused together on trying to catch some fish together and we can have great conversations in the meantime. And, um, it, it's cool that we're able to do that together. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty amazing thing that, that we can all come together and meet so many great people through something as silly as, you know, <laughs> trying to poke a fish in the face. <laughs> that's true man well ben we want to make sure everybody's got a chance if they want to come check out some of your stuff we mentioned the website hugeflyfisherman.com we'll link it in the show notes we'll probably link some of our favorite videos there of yours you on youtube in the show notes as well definitely the podcast review video we'll, we'll link oh that yeah one. Well, <laughs> that one's in there and uh <laughs> give people some, some, some good advice of some podcasts they should check out and then um yeah man and uh you're on instagram huge fly fisherman uh any other places people people can find you if they want to check anything out no the 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 youtube is huge fly fisherman as well my branding is very consistent everywhere it's huge fly fisherman but i pretty much live on instagram and youtube no tiktok um, and not much facebook for me uh so yeah my website youtube instagram huge fly fisherman thanks for letting me plug all that stuff i appreciate it yeah, man. Well, thank you for uh, for hanging out with us tonight. Joshua, anything before we kind of no, wrap this up? Man, I just want to say thanks, man. I think I hope people can listen to this and understand that, you know, we have a good time doing what we're doing. Um, you're a huge fly fisherman, but you're also a huge dad. And uh, and you're a dad on the fly who does a, a who, we we feel like you were a part of our community. And so we're honored that you were able to be with us tonight because you you are being a dad out there. And we all talk about this all the time. Being a dad is, is no easy feat. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. There's challenges every day. And uh, we yeah. have to share that love with all of our guests. They're, they're fathers and they love fly fishing. And so thank you for joining us tonight, Ben. Yeah, no, I was, I was really excited to be here because I'm definitely a dad before I'm a fisherman. So uh, I was excited to talk to you guys. Well, Ben, thanks, man. And thanks, everyone, for checking out uh, this episode. And until next time, tight lines. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dads on the Fly podcast. We hope this episode has inspired you as a parent or an angler. If you've enjoyed this episode, please check us out at dadsonthefly.com. There you can subscribe to our email list and find out all the things we got going on here at Dads on the Fly.